When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And one thing that we've been talking to you about is the abhorrent reactions that you've seen in a lot of places around the world to the uh, mass casualty terrorist attack by Hamas against Israel. Um, we know that right now the Israeli counteroffensive is underway. There are hundreds of thousands of Israeli reservists who have been called up, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a weeks long, I would assume, Clay, uh, drawn out urban warfare battle. Um, and there's every reason to believe that Hamas has made extensive preparations uh, to make sure that they maximize civilian uh, collateral damage and casualties, uh, that they are set, they've set up as many you know, ambush po- points and IEDs and everything else that they possibly can. So it's, it's going to be a, a difficult and, and bloody uh, campaign, I believe. But the Israelis will succeed. They will be. Uh, victorious in their goals. And uh, this is something that we're going to continue to follow here on the show. But the reactions, bringing it back to this for a second, the reactions you have seen from some people around the world and even here at home in America, we talked about some members of Congress before, on college campuses, there really is, there's an obsession. It's really an obsession of ignorance or, or an ignorance-based obsession with Palestine because they don't know anything about Palestinians or the conflict particularly. They think they do sometimes, but they don't. Just like Clay, there's a college obsession with Che Guevara. Whom, anybody who knew anything about Che Guevara in a modern context uh, would have a very hard time thinking of him as a woke figure when you understand uh, what he really did. But put that aside for a second. Students at Clay's alma mater, 
George Washington University. I want you to hear, this is at GW, this is in D.C., it's a very well-known school right next to the State Department in Foggy Bottom, right in kind of the thick of things in northwest D.C. Uh, here is a chant of students at GW uh, University. Play it. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Play from the river to the sea in the context that it's used here in the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict is a call for the eradication of the Israeli state and the Jews who live in it. I So th- this is me speaking as an alum. Okay, so I understand a lot of people. You don't know a lot about George Washington University, so let me just tell you a little bit about it. George Washington University is about five or six blocks here from the White House. So this is in D.C., in northwest Washington, D.C., just a few blocks from the White House. Uh, GW is, at least when I was there, close to a majority Jewish school. That is, there is a monstrously huge population of Jewish students. Um, and so this idea that you would have a pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli rally on campus is, I think, frankly, an insult to any college and university campus, period. But the fact that you would have it at what may still well be a majority Jewish institution is beyond the pale. And I think this is important because when I went to GW 20 years ago, there were lots of Republicans, there were lots of Democrats, there was freedom of thought no matter what your background might be. Uh, if I remember correctly, there were equal members of Republicans and Democrats. As I've said before, when I was a young guy, I was a Democrat, right? I'm not trying to hide from that. Um, but regardless of what your politics were, everybody was welcome. And this kind of craziness wouldn't have happened. And what has happened is GW has been overtaken by far left-wing ideologues. And let me tell you another story. And I, I reacted to this and said, I'm not, not donating money to the university. Okay, I'm, I'm fortunate now. I've got money. I could be donating funds uh, to the university. But before I even saw this ridiculous uh, rally, Buck, they changed George Washington's mascot away from the colonials because of the connection to colonialism. And I don't know how many of you even know this, that this happened, because it's so crazy. We were the colonists. <laughs> I I want to wring the neck of all these stupid college kids. The colonial army was fighting against the uh the, the British. Like in the context of the George Washington colonials, we are fighting right. against the oppressive colonizers. This is because they think that col- colonize colonial yes. colonial uh, colonialism is just an epithet. Yes. It's, it's a term of disgrace. They don't actually go to the level of understanding the context in which we'd be referring to. You know, if you want to understand it, it's obviously 
you know, King George would be very uh, dismissive and uh, and annoyed at the demands of yes. the colonials who were Correct. trying to overthrow oppressive yes. rule. And and yeah, but the the historical ignorance on all of this stuff is is. Uh, but they bid to it, and that's the thing, Buck. That is so frustrating to me is if you're in a position of leadership at a university, when your kids are knuckleheads. You should take it as an opportunity to educate them as to their ignorance and their idiocy, which is ostensibly the purpose of a university. So when that happened, Buck, I said, you're not getting any of my money. I'm not going to donate money. So people out there say, well, what should you do when your university or your institution disappoints you? I'm a big believer. The thing they want the most is money. They still call me, Buck. Hey, Clay Travis, you're a GW graduate. Can we get money? I said, hey, every time they call. Legitimately, they still have my phone number. I say, hey, are, are you guys still the colonials? No, no, no. We changed it. Okay. No, you can't get my money. Like, what are they now? What they turn I don't, into? Somebody on the staff look it up. I think they were, they had like a, a, a new, uh, usually the, the new mask. You know, they did the same thing in my school. Yeah. We, we, so you're, went, well, to be I fair, to, to be oh, fair. I mean, okay. All right. Settle down. Lord, settle whatever down. Whatever his name was might Wait, have intentionally Lord, tried to infect, uh, Indians with smallpox. So that Lord Jeffrey Amherst, the guy, you know, his knowledge of microbiology is something that is not really necessarily clear. There were allegations, as I understand it, that he might have passed along blankets that there were, they thought perhaps had come into contact with people who were infected with what they found out was, was smallpox. Uh, that's the allegation. I don't know if this has ever been historically proven out. I'm just going to say, not that I'm like Lord Jeffrey Amherst lawyer. Yeah. You know, right. You know, British guy, but they changed that. And that's, you know, neither here nor there. Honestly, it wasn't a great mascot anyway. Uh, cause that's actually the other, I mean, that is like the British, you know, the British Lord in yes. charge of this piece of Massachusetts. Like we're, we're not celebrating that. Um, that makes sense to me, but they changed, I think to the, uh, to the mammoths, uh, like woolly mammoths, which, you know, I don't know. Did they what find woolly mammoths there? Like what was the connection to the woolly mammoth? Nothing. Yeah. It's just that the only thing that you can be pretty sure that you're safe with now is an, any animal mascot, you know, yeah. animal mascots, you're probably not going to run into a lot, a lot of trouble. But, but anything that's a historical figure, uh, you're going to have all, all kinds of problems. I mean, you know, even something like the Trojans. Go back and like read about what life was like back then, everybody. There's a lot of stuff going on that was definitely not woke. It is funny, USC. And that's why I made a joke. Like ESPN, when they were in their, uh, they're still in the middle of it, their hardcore identity politics phase. They did a live broadcast from Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. And I'm like, you know, who one of the biggest enslavers of all? Just tossing it out there. If like you're really kind of focused on slavery. Yeah, the, the Romans and Julius Caesar in general, they tended to have a lot more slaves than a lot of the people you're focused on now. By the way, Buck, uh, thanks to the crack staff here. The revolutionaries. So they changed from the colonials to the revolutionaries. I think that's kind of a tacit admission that they got it wrong to change in the first place. That's actually not a, I'm not going to say that's a bad change. So I, I, I'm, I can't get too upset at them. But so you think let, I should donate money? And let me also say this. They also looked it up. GW's population right now, uh, student body around 30% Jewish. 
So it's still like the population student body has grown increasingly, uh, you know, more substantial since I was there. But 30 percent Jewish population is a huge Jewish population for a university to have. Uh, so when you're having these uh, these, you know, from the river to the sea uh, and cheering on the murder of of Jews, there's a huge Jewish population that is on campus seeing and hearing that and on a lot of college campuses. I, I remember there were pro-Palestine uh, protests on, on campus when I was back in school 20 some odd years ago. Um, you know, th- this was a relatively commonplace. You'd have these pro-Palestinian demonstrations and, and they would happen. And there was a lot of, an- and they would often talk about it in terms of anti-Zionism, but not anti-Semitism. That yeah. was a common, a common thing that would, they would bring up. But this has become like so many things on the left. It's, uh, the cause of Palestine. It's really a fashion for a lot of people. They don't think about it beyond that. They, meaning they think it's fashionable to be. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pro the oppressed, pro the victim, uh, pro the, you know, the, the group that is being, you know, racially and religiously, uh, persecuted. And of course that leaves out of this. Hold on a second. There seems to be a lack of familiarity with a couple of thousand years of Jewish history. Um, when they talk about, yeah. you know, the, the oppression that the Palestinian people have gone through. Um, and you don't have to go far back at all. Well, obviously, there's still a t- tremendous amount of anti-Semitism today, but you look at what happened in the Second World War, and you look at what has happened at various periods throughout history, and the persecution of the Jewish people, I think you could make a case that Jewish people have been historically the most persecuted group of individuals in all history, in all time. I think that's right. And so for this left-wing fashion to be, oh, but the Palestinians have had it so rough, so we just have to support them. Put, put, take take this out of the discussion even right now on the specifics of the Hamas attack, which is just you know horrific beyond beyond belief. But I just mean for a long time there's been this pro-Palestinian campus sentiment, and it, it's just it's like I said, it's like it's like Che Guevara. It's um it's something that people they associate it with. Uh, a revolutionary radicalism that they think is brand enhancing for them as college students. And the professors obviously also are, uh, very much so. I mean, I, I had a professor who was, I would argue, very anti-Israeli and pro-Palestinian who was Jewish. You come across that yeah. too in the universities. Well, and uh, again, this is just part and parcel of words are violence. Silence is violence. These are rallies celebrating violence. And universities, which as you well know, Buck, are quick to put out any sort of, uh, condemnatory, you know, every university in America had a George Floyd statement, right? Um, and nobody rallied on a campus arguing, hey, what happened to George Floyd is justifiable. And if they had, they never would have ever been allowed to be students on that university, right? Just think about that. George Floyd happens, if there had been a rally anywhere in America celebrating what happened to George Floyd, every single person who attended that rally would never be able to work again. They would have doxed them. They would have grabbed their photos. They would have broadcasted everywhere. If you showed up at a rally pro-George Floyd, there are people at universities all over America showing up, putting out statements, endorsing, the decisions that Hamas has made and the, the atrocities that they've committed. I just would point out, 
you would have never been allowed to even remotely question anything that BLM did. If you had an anti-BLM rally uh, the day after George Floyd happened, every one of those students would be kicked out of school. They'd never be allowed to attend any school. It's true. It's true. Uh, if you have any experience with this on campus, if you're a student or a professor or you know your your kids on campus have seen some of this stuff, give us a call, 800-282-2882. Support U.S.-funded resources. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investor capital with our direct investments in domestic energy assets. Investing in these bonds can potentially yield annual interest rates of 9 to 13% paid monthly. Phoenix Capital Group offers various options with different rates and terms to choose from. You can start with just $5,000 and earn 9% annual interest with a three-year term Reg A-plus offering. Your investment signifies your confidence in the American dream and the unwavering spirit that built our nation. To learn more, download Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. The torch of truth, past and still lit every day. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. couple of news points here. There now are at least 22 Americans confirmed killed in the Hamas attack. That is just come down in the last few minutes. And there are reportedly still many missing, potentially also Americans among the 150 plus hostages that have been taken by Hamas. Many of you might have seen a story that went viral yesterday. Uh, Nicole Zadek at I-24 News is with us now live in Israel. Uh, and you reported, Nicole, thanks for joining us. I know how crazy it is over there. Uh, you reported that babies had been beheaded. Um, and people immediately tried to argue that wasn't true. Let me just say this. CNN reports, and I'm sure you've uh, obviously seen this too, but our audience might not have. Uh, babies and toddlers found with their heads decapitated after the Hamas attack over the weekend, a spokesperson for Israel's prime minister says. Uh, so thanks for joining us, Nicole. That story obviously has gone super viral. What are you seeing now? What have you seen? Is it hard to even comprehend? It is absolutely hard to comprehend, Clay. Thank you so much for having me on because the first, the support, I am so happy that this has gone so viral because people need to see those images and need to hear exactly what's happening here on the ground in Israel. I witnessed some of those scenes with my own eyes. As we were walking through this community in Kfar Aza, maybe a quarter of a mile from the Gaza border, the atrocities that were still left behind, children's cribs, baby cribs overturned on their sides, splattered with blood, horrible, horrible images. And I spoke to the, one of the deputy commanders who was the first at the scene to arrive on Saturday following this massacre as there are still active terrorists hiding in these houses and as they're trying to eliminate all of the Hamas terrorists they're encountering this apocalyptic scene there's no words to describe what they've seen Uh, I mean babies heads cut off that's what they encountered when they came there so as horrible as it is and and I wish that it, it wasn't true and I see how those Images and those words are hard to comprehend because it's hard to comprehend how how anyone could commit such heinous heinous crimes. But that's exactly what happened in just one of the kibbutz communities. Now we're still going through other communities in southern Israel. So while we talk about the sheer casualties lost just in this one community, you have to know that these atrocities are happening all over. So this is just a glimpse into what is happening here. Truly unspeakable play. 
I mean, uh, Nicole, it's Buck, and thank you for being with us and bringing us this this absolutely gut wrenching story. But it's it's important that people know what happened here in, in this terrorist attack. Um, mm-hmm. I, I when you speak to the Israeli security forces in the area, I mean they've been through a lot, but I would I would imagine that they're even shell shocked by this in some way. I mean, there's, I've never, they've never experienced anything like this before, right? No, no one has ever experienced something like this, let alone in their own home, on their own homeland in Israel. So even some of these soldiers that have maybe seen some, some wars before, nothing like this, never war crimes like this, and never in their own homeland in Israel. And so that's definitely taking a toll on these soldiers. Many of these soldiers, I want to remind you, they're not active-duty soldiers. They were reserves. More than 300,000 reserve soldiers jumped into action within 48 hours. Well, the, the deputy commander who I spoke to, he was a reserve soldier. He left five kids behind. He left his own family behind to then come to this scene of entire families murdered. So no one could prepare them for what they were about to witness. Uh, and, and they are in shock. But they say as they continue to see these acts, it, it makes them want to fight back stronger. And they say they will continue to defend Israel's borders, uh, even though it's not something they, they want to do. It's not something they, they want to leave their families behind in all of these other areas. But they say they're more than willing to do so. And that's why we've seen so many of these soldiers jump into action so quickly to defend not only Israel's southern border, where we've seen some of these atrocities, but also... We know that there's more coming from the northern border as we speak. Uh, the people in northern Israel right now are bunkering in their shelters uh, as, as Lebanon and Hezbollah and proxy threats from the north are also threatening Israel. So all of our borders, these Israeli soldiers, the military is working to protect and defend even after seeing the atrocious acts that they have seen. Nicole, you, I'm sure, are seeing um, a lot of people are trying to claim that these atrocities didn't happen. Uh, that your reporting is untrue. Uh, I want to play a clip for you that has gone viral, and I want you to be able to address it because the truth that you are bringing about what you are seeing is very important, and I want this clip to go viral of you combating a clip saying that you're making up things. Listen to this. I'm not sure if you've officially heard it, but this clip has gone viral. Number one. 40 babies were beheaded. This is completely false. No evidence has been provided for this. The claim comes from this journalist during a walk and talk. She makes the claim saying, I see in the distance more bodies being covered. Babies. Their heads cut off. Later in a tweet, however, she admits that she did not see bodies, but heard a soldier talking about it. Nicole, when you hear that, what's your response? It's sickening, really, that people are asking, where are the babies? Why aren't you showing the babies? Is that something that anyone would want to see, first thing, with their own eyes? Because after the graphic images that I saw of just children's beds covered in blood, I don't think I would be able to stomach those atrocities as well. And I think if people actually listen to the full clips, because a lot of times people are using just just cuts from the different clips, so 40 babies, 40 children were carried out on, on gurneys. 40 dead children were found. And a lot of people are saying... Babies, 40 babies. Well, how does she know that number? How old are they? And I think that is really, the fact that people are focusing on that, it doesn't matter if they're three months old or three years old, six months old, six years old. 
six a six year old is someone's baby. So the fact that people are still questioning this, and after we we have a clip, I have on air also. We have these uh, soldiers confirming what they've seen of the mutilation of these children, and I think when people are denying what's actually happening here, it is truly truly sad and shows that people just are not willing to see exactly what's happening right here. Nicole, uh, it, also like has, it also has a, a sick historical resonance to the people who deny that the Holocaust happened, right? That Jewish people, if they're victims, they immediately try to claim that it's made up and that it's not actually happening. And the, the lessons of the Holocaust are we need to shine a light on human atrocity and evil, and that's what you're doing. But I think it's important exactly. for you to be able to directly address it when people claim that these are lies. Thank you. And and I think also, I, I could never imagine something like that happening. So I could never speak those words if no one had spoken them to me, because I didn't know that was a possibility for someone to witness with their own eyes. I didn't know anyone was capable of committing something like that. So uh, that's the only way I could report it is by speaking to these soldiers, these commanders on the ground who witnessed it firsthand, who had to carry these dead children bodies into these ambulances away after they were gunned down, knived, whatever it might be. They used multiple different tactics to kill these entire families. And so the way that people are denying this, even after seeing these graphic, graphic images, when we were walking through the clips, we have the footage of it all. We have the clips of it all. The images speak for itself. I, I don't have to do any speaking, but to put it into context and just say exactly the number of children and exactly how they were brutally murdered, I think adds so much context to this. And the fact that people are denying it, even after seeing exactly with your own eyes, the footage, the pictures, it, it's truly despicable. Nicole Zadek of I-24 News. Nicole, um, very powerful reporting, and please get, stay safe over there. Please continue to tell the world the truth, and thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. It's wild. I mean, it really is just unbelievable that we're actually having these conversations, Buck. But I did. Thank you to Nicole. Thank you to her family. They wanted to come on and talk to all of you because that clip has gone viral, and you can imagine how much bedlam there is right now in Israel. As Buck, we'll come back and we'll talk about this, but there's now talk that an invasion on the north side of Israel has begun as well, and they're telling people uh, to stay there. And as I'm talking to you right now, breaking news, Israeli government babies and toddlers found decapitated. That's on CNN. So uh, this is important. You know, telling the truth is important, and shining a light on the atrocity is important. So thanks to her. Look. Here's something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. A veteran-owned company on a mission to make a difference in the lives of our military, Companies Pure Talk, which we're proud to support. Our veterans gave everything to protect this nation. Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. They've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. Can They, they can't do it alone. They want you involved as well. When you switch to Pure Talk's super fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. You can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. Pure Talk's plan started just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot, just dial pound 250, say the keyword Clay and Buck to make the switch today. Let's show our unwavering support for our veterans. Down, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. 
The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. So there's a Senate race that's going to be happening in Arizona, which is very important because you know what we really need? Not only do we need a Republican president in 2024, we need a Republican House and Senate so we can get some great things done uh, and, dare I say, make America great again or greater again and we've got somebody who's on the front lines certainly of the senate race in arizona because she is throwing her hat into the ring carrie lake former arizona gubernatorial (laughs) candidate is with us now um carrie tell us how it's going tell us how this is gonna go well you're right i jumped into the uh back into the ring buck and, and clay thanks for having me on today um we're losing our country. I don't think that's coming as a surprise to anybody listening to your show. We've got a border that's wide open. We saw what happened in Israel. It's absolutely barbaric and horrific. And that could happen here because people are pouring across our border. And Joe Biden has done nothing except allow that to happen. And I'm looking at the political landscape. And I don't really want to be in the gross world of politics, trust me, but I don't think there's any choice right now. We have a Senate seat coming up, and we have a a leftist who's sitting in that seat right now. Now she's trying to play chameleon and say she's independent, but she's voted to keep that border wide open. She's voted to deny funds to secure the border. She's voted against the border wall. She's voted for amnesty for all these millions of people coming in. These people are unserious. They're not serious. Joe Biden is a threat to the country and the world. And Kirsten Cinema and Ruben Gallego, the other two people running for Senate, are only going to make Biden and his disastrous uh, policies uh, continue on. And we can't do that, guys. We're, we're going to lose our country. I'm fighting for my children's future and, frankly, the future of all the kids out there. We're losing our country. And I think we've got one more year to pull this back from the brink. And we've got to get some America First folks into office who are going to go to D.C. and actually start putting this country first. Americans Americans' needs first and, and help strengthen the family. Most, the most powerful institution we have in our country is the family, and it's crumbling right now under pressure from uh, all the disastrous policies of Joe Biden, from the wide open border to his Bidenflation uh, to, uh, frankly, some of the, uh, the the garbage that they're pushing on our kids when we send them off to school, the trans ideology trying to tell our perfect children that they can change their gender. It's just, it's utter craziness, and we need somebody to stand in the gap and pull things back. Carrie, um, we got news now that 22 Americans have been killed in Israel. If this had happened in the United States, it would be the fifth deadliest terror attack, I believe, that's ever happened on our soil. Um, we've got a war in Europe. We've now got a war in the Middle East. Donald Trump has endorsed you. Do you think we'd have a war in Europe and a war in the Middle East if Trump were in the White House instead of Joe Biden? Absolutely not. 100%. No way would we have this. President Trump was the strongest president I've ever seen when it comes to uh, our, our footing on the world stage. First of all, President Trump would not have freed up $6 billion for Iran to fund these Hamas, bar- Hamas barbaric terrorists. He would have never done that. He would have pulled... Putin and Zelensky into a room and said, we're going to sort this thing out right now. Putin would have never gone into Ukraine, and he certainly would not have sent $170 billion to Ukraine. 
And, you know, the, the, what's happening even in our energy sector is making us less weak on a, on a world stage as well, where all of a sudden we have to be dependent on other nations for our energy. We are in shambles when it comes to um, our footing on the world stage. We used to be a superpower. Sure doesn't feel like we are right now. And you cannot deny that Joe Biden and Barack Obama's policies with Iran have contributed to this. We absolutely would not be in this situation with President Trump in the White House. And that's frankly why we have to get him back. We have President Trump's uh, official endorsement of you in the race, Carrie, which want to let everybody listening across the country here play it, guys. Hello, Arizona. I love Arizona. It's great to be with you tonight and with your next United States Senator, Carrie Lake. I wish I could be there with everyone, but I'm busy on the campaign trail and fighting off all of the bad people. And we're running for president. We're doing really well. We're leading every poll by a lot. In fact, record numbers. And when I'm back in the White House, I need strong fighters like Carrie in the Senate. She is a fighter. She's strong and she's good. She's got a great heart, by the way. Carrie is one of the toughest fighters in our movement. And I am proud to give her my complete and total endorsement for the United States Senate. Carrie, obviously, very full-throated endorsement there from President Trump, who loves Arizona, of course, which we love to hear. Um, but we wanted to ask you how this, uh, how you see this shaking out. You've got Ruben Gallego and Kristen Cinema. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a complicated field here. How can you assess this for us? You know, how, why are you going to be able to defeat these two and, and how is it going to break down? Well, I'm the only one who wants to put Arizona first and America first. The other two are, have, if you look at their voting record, they're just anti-American. Everything they do, everything they touch leads to disaster. And, you know, I, I was uh, seeing some internal memos from Kirsten Cinema that her, her path to victory, which is actually quite comical, requires her to get 70% of independents, I think 20% of Democrats, and she wants to get 600,000 Trump voters. I really can't imagine 600,000 Arizonans going to the poll and voting for Trump and cinema. That's not realistic, and I'm pretty sure that uh, people with a couple brain cells realize that that is not a path to victory for her. We just got some polling out. I, I saw it yesterday. It came out that shows in a three-way race, I win, and it shows me winning um, as well in a two-way race. It's, it's pretty much tied, but close to winning. But it's going to be an expensive race, guys. This, somebody told me it was going to cost $300 million this Senate race. And so these other two have all of these, you know, D.C. lobbyists and globalists and, you know, huge corporate entities and NGOs donating money to them. And we are going to get our donations from the people, just like I did last time. And so I need people to go to carrylake.com, make a donation, make sure you register to vote. You'd be surprised how many people out there have never been registered to vote. And this is a point in our country where we all have to get out and vote. And we have to vote like not only our lives depend on it, but our country depends on it because we're going to lose our country if we don't get these radicals out of office. Carrie, obviously 2020 mess in Arizona elections, 2022 mess in Arizona elections. How confident are you that Arizona elections in 2024 will be reliable? Well, I, I mentioned this last night. I'm not 
quitting in my fight to get honest elections. I have several cases that are still moving through the courts. That's the legal way to do it. And I am pushing through the legal way to try to restore faith in our elections. This is not about Republicans. It's not about Democrats. It's about saving our country. And if we don't have honest elections that people have faith in, then we're going to lose this great nation. It's what our founding fathers uh, you know, fought for. This is why they, they pushed back and freed us from the monarchy so that we could choose our representation. So I will continue in my efforts legally to get change in our elections. And I know there's other things being done. But listen, I think by the time the election rolls around, sadly, things are going to be so bad. People are going to be so exhausted from a horrible economy where they can't afford the basics, from a wide open border, violence spilling over because of our open border, wars playing out, the threat of their sons and daughters being sent off to foreign wars, that they are going to show up and vote. And they're going to vote for America first candidates such as myself and President President Trump to go to Washington, D.C. and and get this ship steered in the right direction. Carrie, do you think Joe Biden's going to be the Democrats nominee? Where do you come down on that? Boy, I don't know. I mean, I can't believe that they're still standing by this guy. I've never seen somebody who's been so awful in the White House in my whole life. I've also studied history a bit, and I can't think of any other president that was worse. I really, I, I you'd be challenged to try to find somebody who's been worse. We've never seen a, a president who sold us out to the highest bidder, CCP, uh, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan. You know, he sold us out at every step, at every turn, he is selling our country out. So I don't know how he can get across the finish line, but you know, the Democrats, they don't care. They'll rally around somebody who is really a traitor to our country like that. And that's what's so sad about what's happened in politics. This isn't the Democrat party of yesteryear. This is not the Democrat party of JFK. And I think a lot of Democrats are waking up and realizing that it is, it's not even just the socialist Democrat party. They're pushing for absolute Marxism. And so, um, I don't know if they'll stick with him or if they'll try to maybe bring Gavin Newsom in. I've, I've heard that he's uh, interested in, in trying to do the old switcheroo, but really Gavin Newsom, the guy who destroyed California, is that what the Democrats really want? We need to put our country first. Our policies, our America first policies are good for Republicans. They're also good for Democrats. As I said last night in my speech, when you go to the gas station, there's not a gas pump for Democrats and one for Republicans. We're all struggling paying high gas bills. There's not an inflation rate for Democrats and inflation rate for Republicans. We're all struggling under this crippling inflation. And, and frankly, the border and, and the crimes and the fentanyl pouring across, when the fentanyl takes a life, it doesn't ask if, if the person it's poisoning is Democrat or Republican. We need to come together and just put policy out that will put our country first. That's the only way, frankly, out of the mess we're in. The political elite are driving our country right over a cliff, and America First policies will get us back on track. I think you guys know that I covered the news for 30 years, and I, you know, I covered it all. Bad news, uh, wars terrorist attacks, immigration issues, bad economy. And, and for four years, we got a reprieve. We got relief. And it was so nice to read stories where I was saying record numbers in the economy. The stock market is soaring. Our 401ks look great. Inflation is non-existent. Gas prices are down to almost record lows. Mortgage rates are down to record lows. And that was during President Trump's time. Unfortunately, the media has run an eight-year smear campaign on him because they are so afraid, afraid of having an outsider in D.C. who's going to uh, really 
root out the corruption and return our government where it belongs to we the people. Carrie, let us know what we can do to help. We certainly want Arizona to be represented by you uh, next year and certainly the state to be won by Trump or whomever the Republican nominee ends up being. So we want to help. Let us know what we can do. Thank you so much. And thanks for always uh, putting the truth out there. You guys are, are, are part of helping to save America. If people can go to CarrieLake.com, it's going to be all hands on deck. We have a chance to truly pick up a Senate seat. And we can't let the Senate remain in the Democrats' hands, or we'll end up having D.C. as a state, a stacked um, Supreme Court, and all kinds of other uh, terrible garbage including infanticide and you know you know the stuff that the the democrats are up to no doubt carrie appreciate it thanks guys look we gotta fortify a lot out there you know that you've got 50 percent as much testosterone as your great-grandfather and your grandfather did they can't even figure out why it's happening but testosterone levels all over the country are collapsing and that's why you could use a little bit of chalk male vitality stack. Leading ingredient been proven in studies to replenish diminished testosterone levels. If you take this for three months, all natural, you will experience a 20% increase in your overall testosterone level. Get yourself set up with an easy-to-use monthly subscription delivered to your home. Go online to chalk.com. That's spelled C-H-O-Q.com. Save yourself 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Clay, in your purchase price process. That's C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, for 35% off. Get hooked up today. C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Second hour of Play and Buck is here now. We're going to be shifting gears into the political scene here for a few with uh, the Attorney General for the great state of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. He is also running for governor in that state, which currently has a Democrat in the role, which is still, to uh, many of us, a mind-blowing situation. We're hoping that... A.G. Cameron will be able to uh, to fix that. Mr. Attorney General, thanks for being here with us on the show. I am so uh, delighted to be with you guys again. It's always good to chat with you, uh, especially after we're coming off college football weekend. So it's good to chat with you as always. How did your How did your teams do? I wouldn't know. Clay would know. Louisville's on fire, Buck. Uh, well, Louisville that... is on fire. They're six and zero, looking good. You know the the Cats. You know had a very tough game against. Georgia, you go down to Georgia and play, you know, what's essentially the number one team in America. So, look, my hats are off to the Cats, and, of course, I'm excited about the Cardinals. And, you know, Buck, look, you said something at the beginning of this about how mind-boggling it is to have a Democrat governor here in Kentucky. I'll I'll do you one even better. That Democrat governor just yesterday openly and fully and completely endorsed Joe Biden for another term as president. So, again, it's mind-boggling, and it is crazy to have the governor of Kentucky endorse Joe Biden for another term. And that's why I'm going to win on November 7th, and I appreciate you guys wanting to have this conversation today. Can, can I ask you, you know, for uh, in that role, the two things, you know, the, the, the things that we talk about, I think, as, as policy issues, the most nationwide uh, would be, the economy, crime, immigration. I mean, I think those are those are certainly uh, top three of, of our top five. Maybe those are one, two, and three. Um, in your home state of Kentucky, what what is the situation with regard to, to those issues? I mean, like effectively, what's your primary pitch for why you should kick this Democrat out of office and start to take the state of Kentucky in the right direction on the biggest issues? Well, look, there's not a dime's bit of difference between Andy Bashir and Joe Biden on those issues. I mean, in D.C., they call it Bidenomics, but here in Kentucky, we just call it 40-year record high inflation and a war on coal. And Andy Bashir says absolutely nothing about it. And he's, he even makes things worse by vetoing tax cuts for our hardworking citizens. On the issue of crime, I mean, this is a governor that since he's taken the oath of office, he has let out of jail 2,000 criminals, and nearly 50% of those have recommitted felony offenses in our state, making law enforcement's job more hard, more difficult, and our communities less safe. And then on the issue of uh, illegal immigration, 
I mean, we all know that we have to secure the southern border and that every state is a border state right now. And fentanyl is pouring into our communities and overdoses are, uh, you know, at record highs here in the state. And you need a governor that is going to hold the Biden administration accountable for its failures at the southern border. And that's just not Andy Bashir. He is beholden to the far left. And, and guess what, guys? Uh, just recently it was announced that Joe Biden is Andy Bashir's largest campaign contributor. He has given Andy Bashir $250,000. And I have to think that's an insurance policy because, God forbid, if we were to have a vacancy in our United States Senate seats, one of the seats, uh, I have to think that that $250,000 to Andy Bashir was to make sure that he appoints a Democrat to that seat as opposed to a Republican. And uh, I think that's a big issue in this race amongst others. And that's why I'm fighting so hard to be the next governor of this Commonwealth come November 7th. Yeah, I think this is a big deal, and I want to keep hammering it home. Um, we're talking to Daniel Cameron, who should be the next governor of Kentucky. We're potentially going to have a 50-50 Senate, right? Uh, we basically have a 50-50 Senate right now. Uh, and if something happened, we had Rand Paul on this week in studio. If something happened to Rand Paul or if something happened to Mitch McConnell, the two Republican senators serving from Kentucky, then Andy Bashir is saying he's going to defy the law of the Kentucky legislature and refuse to appoint a Republican to replace one of those men. God forbid something bad happens to them while they're still serving their term. And even if the courts ultimately end up siding on the side of sanity here, this, uh, Daniel Cameron could go on for a long time. You're the AG. You right. understand how much right. of a conflict this is going to create for people out there in Kentucky who maybe haven't thought about it, or even people out there listening nationwide right now who might be inclined to donate money to your campaign. Yeah. Explain why this is such a huge mess. Well, it's a big deal because Andy Bashir, over his career in public life, has shown a pattern of not following the law. I mean, when he came in to the governor's office, he blew up the Board of Education, uh, put uh, far-left members on the Board of Education. They gave us a far-left commissioner at the Kentucky Department of Education that has uh, essentially tried to uh, embrace the far-left ideology and put that into our schools. And so there's a pattern of practice with this governor of disobeying the law. So to anyone who is listening in Kentucky and is sort of on the fence about what to do on November 7th, know that when I am the governor, I will appoint a Republican. Again, God forbid something was to happen to one of our senators and that there was a vacancy. But if that arose, if that was to arise, I would appoint a Republican. We know that Andy Bashir will not do that because he's beholden to the far left. He's beholden to Joe Biden. And again, Joe Biden just gave him $250,000. And I have to think that's an insurance policy. Uh, something to, to to make sure that Andy Bashir continues to do his bidding here in Kentucky. That is why this is such a critically important race. And I encourage anyone to listen. If they are interested in this race, go to CameronForKentucky.com and help us out. We need every dollar we can get to stay up on television, to continue to share our message, and make sure. Look, this this race is not about Republican, Democrat, or Independent. It's about crazy versus normal. And I know the majority of Kentuckians don't want a governor. I mean, it's crazy to have a governor who shut our schools down. It's crazy to have a governor who's let out 2,000 criminals. It's crazy to have a governor who's vetoed tax cuts. But that's what we have in Andy Bashir right now. 
but we don't have to accept that after November 7th. And that's why I'm convinced I will be the next governor of this Commonwealth. A.G. Cameron, appreciate you being here with us on the program. Best of luck to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. So there we have it. An important race. Day. We'll continue to update everybody on, on how that one is going. I, I I just refuse to accept the possibility that Kentucky would have another Democrat governor, another term of a Democrat governor. I just, this is not, the state of Kentucky must not allow this. It's, it's crazy, Buck. Um, and by the way, we got some breaking news. Uh, Steve Scalise has won the nomination to be Speaker of the House, uh, according to, uh, CNN. Um, 113 to 99, super close vote between he and Jim Jordan. Now the question is, Buck, will Scalise have the votes to actually become Speaker? Or how is that going to go? This seemed like it was going to be a big story. And then the invasion of Israel happened. And basically, there hasn't been a lot of coverage of the drama surrounding who the next Speaker of the House is going to be. Yeah, look, uh, the the Speaker thing, we're we're political junkies. So we we focus in on this stuff. And this is a politics show, so we talk about it a lot. There's some interesting inter-party dynamics. We've addressed all of that. But really, from now until the election... You know, there's not a whole lot that a speaker in a divided Congress is going to do. And I think, honestly, some of the, the table pounding and the anger about like, why haven't, you know, the Republicans, why haven't uh, Republicans in Congress done? Well, the R- Democrats have the Senate and they have the presidency, right? So we all understand how the system works. There are limitations. Really, the best thing that the Republican Congress has been able to or the Republican majority in the Congress has been able to do so far is shedding light on different, you know, whether it's some of the COVID stuff, uh, the Biden crime family, you know, their oversight role has been really important. Um, but it, it's not going to be a game, you know, you could have, think of your, who's like the dream team all time speaker of the house wouldn't be able to do that much right now. You know, I, yeah. if you're like, if you like Newt Gingrich and his absolute speaker of the house prime, you put him in this role. Um, he would be, limited because Democrats have the Senate and Democrats have the presidency. So I think it's more about what the future of the Republican Party is going to be. And, and you know, also a lot of interper- – there's some interpersonal stuff, as we know, that's been going on with McCarthy and Gates and, and some of the others. Um, but, you know, Steve Scalise is a strong choice. And it's, you know, it's something that doesn't really get talked about very often, um, and especially as we're always told about all the – you know, January 6th and the violence on the right, a lunatic left-wing gunman shot Steve Scalise yes. at a baseball diamond in Alexandria, Virginia, where there was a congressional uh, or softball uh, practice. Um, uh, Rand Paul, who was just with us on the show, he claimed, you know, he was there as well. Yeah. I and mean, within a short period of time, Senator Paul was attacked by some Democrat lunatic who broke his ribs and put him through hell. And, you know, Rand Paul almost, you know, died of, uh, of those, those injuries. I mean, certainly was severely, severely, uh, you know, uh, in pain and, and in, in duress because of them. And also was at a baseball diamond where a lunatic left wing, uh, I mean, he was shouting, this is for health care. Rand Paul yeah. said that was shooting at everybody with a rifle. Thank God there were two Capitol police officers who were there who were able to take out the threat. But, you know, th- th- that was an attempted mass assassination of conservative 
members of Congress. He was going after, specifically going after conservative members of Congress, that gunman was, trying to find out who was there. And Steve Scalise was shot. He, he almost died. And, you know, it's thank God he's made a recovery. And now he may be Speaker of the House. But, you know, I just think that that, how many people, you know, when you think about the media focus, we always talk about focus. How many people who casually follow politics even remember, even know that Steve Scalise was almost assassinated by a left-wing lunatic? Very few people, I think. I, I think that story almost immediately vanished, and it's because it's an inconvenient story for the narrative. Now, we should say there are several members of the Republican caucus who have already said they won't vote for Steve Scalise. So he wins this uh, sort of uh, behind door, closed doors vote, 113 to 99. But that doesn't mean he has the votes necessary to become speaker on the House floor. So there still may be drama associated with that going forward. But he at least has got the majority of the vote right now. Uh, three or four Republicans have already said that they will not vote for Steve Scalise. So the drama may continue. We'll see whether uh, Jim Jordan ultimately still ends up the speaker or whether some as yet unnamed candidate, maybe even including Speaker McCarthy formerly, comes back in and ends up being the uh, the the overall vote getter. So this is this is far from complete. Uh, we'll take some of your calls. We'll continue to react. Buck, you've got some audio to play. It's pretty crazy from some of these college campuses. We're also going to be joined later this hour by Carrie Lake. All that's still to come. Uh, I mentioned this off the top of the show. I spent yesterday uh, at a charity golf event out at Liberty National just across from uh, from downtown New York City for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And when a first responder or veteran doesn't return home, leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports him. Guys, three different widows stood up at the dinner last night where they raised over $2 million and talked directly about what Tunnel to Towers meant for them and their family in terms of being able to recover from the loss of the uh, the, the men who were the fathers of their family in the line of duty. Uh, and thanks to the smart home program, by the way, not just people who lose their lives, but also others who are able to, uh, to receive smart homes, uh, including our own, uh, Joey Jones at Fox News, who was one of the uh, individuals who was helping the MC last night. Before he became a Fox News contributor, he lost his legs and Tunnel the to Towers helped to get him a home that he could live in in his home state of Georgia. Uh, Tunnel the to Towers, uh, will help. Right now, they're also working on homelessness among veterans. They do so much incredible work. Uh, they're helping more than 2,000 homeless veterans because no veteran should be living on the street of a country they signed up to protect and defend. You can help join Tunnel to Towers, as both Buck and myself have, on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. <laughs> They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast. Network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.